This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, welcome in here. We're going to hit you guys with two episodes of Purple Daily today because we're feeling generous. Feeling generous as the Vikings wind their season down and we are full of talkers and topics to dive into here. It's Daily Vikings Entertainment here presented by Quick Trip, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. And if you guys remember, it was almost one year ago. In fact, what was the date on that? Alex Boone, Harbaugh, uh, Purple Daily. Two years ago? Two years ago to the day, because it was 2022, right? Yeah, it was was February 1st, 2022, so almost two years ago. I think it still is next to the uh, Vikings vent line. Take away vent lines, because the vent lines are always our biggest episodes. And the Colts comeback episode was like, that's like up to almost 200,000 views on YouTube. And, and uh, it's, it's like by far the most listened purple daily, but in terms of non vent lines, I believe the Alex Boone, Jim Harbaugh episode from February 1st, 2022 is the biggest episode still, even two years later where Alex Boone came on and said, Hey, I played for this guy for four or five years. Here's why you would love him as Vikings coach. Ah, Hey guys. Yep. Yep. Some Harbaugh stories. It got people all fired up about Jim Harbaugh, and then they wind up saying no to Jim and hiring Kevin O'Connell. And my question for you guys, just to kick off this episode, is two years later, uh, Vikings are probably going to miss the playoffs here. Quarterback turmoil, obviously. Right. But Jim Harbaugh is on the cusp of potentially a national championship at Michigan. He was excellent with the 49ers in the NFL, right? They went uh, they went to a Super Bowl in 2012. He was a great coach. He flamed out. That's kind of his deal, right? Right. Any regrets two years later? Did the Vikings make a mistake by not hiring Jim Harbaugh? Selfishly, I do regret it because it would have been so much fun. Because, I mean, he, he is just a, a whirling dervish of sorts. And so covering him and talking about him would have been great fun. Do I think from an organizational perspective? No, and here's why. I don't think the Vikings have the infrastructure to handle him, and I think that's what they knew. I think Quazy likes him, but there's a difference between liking a person and then working with that person. And I think from what we saw in San Francisco, and I think here, if you look at what the Vikings have here as far as their infrastructure goes, coming off Zimmer, I think they needed more stability. 
And so organizationally, do I, because the only question then is, do I think that he could have basically won them a Super Bowl within like three years? Well, if he has the same misfortune that O'Connell had this season, no. I when Kirk goes out, you're you're not going to. I I would have liked to have seen more progress, and you did win some games. But that being said, can I say that if Jim Harbaugh was the coach, he would have taken Mullins or Dobbs or J- Jaron Hall if they had drafted him and won this, a Super Bowl? No. So I think for what this organization where they were at. I don't regret it from that perspective. Selfishly, yes, I would have loved to have seen him as coach because I think our shows would have blown up. It would have been great fun. And then, as you said, Phil, at the end of the day, it would have itself blown up. But that would have been part of the fun from our perspective. So I think as far as the franchise goes, though, no, they needed stability. And Jim Harbaugh wins, but he is not what I would consider to be stability in a front office or as a coach for anything long term. I have a take on that, but I want—I would like to hear Declan two years later. Do you have any regrets? Any regrets? Uh, no regrets. No regrets on Jim Harbaugh getting this job instead of Kevin O'Connell. In fact, if we were just to play this out from two years ago and said, "Hey, in Kevin O'Connell's first twenty games, he'll be twenty and thirteen. The Vikings will have an NFC North title. That's guaranteed." Or you can take Jim Harbaugh door number two. I think all of us, for the most part, would say, yeah, I'll take the guaranteed door number one, Kevin O'Connell, 20 and 13 in his first 33 games and a division title. Um, I would take that. And look, Harbaugh has, has a history of flaming out. And also, like, they talked about culture a lot, right? That was like the buzzword between KOC and Kwesi is culture, culture, culture. As much as Michigan has a winning culture, the whole sign ceiling thing got weird. He got suspended this year. Like, in terms of good culture building, is Jim Harbaugh really the best guy there, too? So, for me, no, I have no regrets on Jim Harbaugh not getting this job. All right. I'm going to preface this by saying that oh I think Kevin O'Connell is a good coach. I think, I think big picture-wise, to be 20-13 and 13 with some of the circumstances here, I think, and, and to, to still be in the playoff mix after losing Kirk Cousins early in the season and Justin Jefferson out for the season, he's done... He's done a good job, and I don't. I don't think we're talking about, you know, there's some real bad, like a Nate Hackett, for instance, in Denver. Like we're not talking about an epic mistake or anything like that. Kevin O'Connell is better than the average NFL coach, and he even showed some signs last year. You know, when they were winning all these close games, of, wow, this dude in the in the margins and the nuances, there's a there there. He gets his team to buy in. Obviously, like look at the even just like the post game locker room speeches. Guys love Kevin O'Connell. It's very obvious. Okay. That's my, my preface. I feel some regrets two years later. And, and the cultural thing is interesting because I think like Declan's bringing up the points about things get weird wherever Jim Harbaugh is. And Judd, you know, you mentioned he kind of flames out of three or four years. It's very rarely him flaming out with his own players. And Boone has shined a light on that. That's the one thing Boone clarified for us two years ago. We're like, oh, that got kind of weird. And it felt like the players stopped playing for him. He's like, no, that's not that's not really how it was. It was more Jim burning a bridge with his higher-ups, ownership. And so I, I can listen to the point that Judd's making, which is do the Vikings have the stomach going back two years ago to handle Jim Harbaugh's us against the world, us meaning the people in this locker room against everyone outside the locker room, which doesn't just include media and naysayers. It includes sometimes 
the ownership and the front office of your own building. That's what he does. I was struck after the after Michigan beat Alabama, and you know the confetti is flying and players are on the field and Harbaugh is, you know, he's this this big goofy grin on his face, and ESPN puts a microphone in front of Jim Harbaugh and JJ McCarthy, the quarterback, and Harbaugh because he doesn't want to answer questions about he knows that every time he's in front of a microphone, at some point they're going to ask him about the cheating thing, and he doesn't want to answer those questions, so he he says, you know, hey. This is great. You should really talk to this guy. This guy's the one that made it happen. And he kind of backdoors out, right? And so now the camera pans in on J.J. McCarthy. And J.J. McCarthy, with tears welling up in his eyes, says, I wouldn't be anything without that guy as my coach. That is the feeling that Jim Harbaugh instills in players and locker rooms. So you could say, all right, Kevin O'Connell and Jim Harbaugh are both great at getting guys to buy in. They're both very much players, coaches. They can they can give you the tough love, but they get they can build culture from inside of a locker room. The difference between the two is Jim Harbaugh teams win at a really high level. It's proven for 15 years across Stanford. I mean, you want to go back San Diego, Stanford, 49ers, and now Michigan. They compete for championships. We don't know if Kevin O'Connell teams compete for championships. He only he's only had two years, so he'll get some more time here to figure it out. But Looking back, and by the way, Jim Harbaugh just hired one of the top agents in the NFL. He's probably going to take that Chargers job. There's been some bear speculation. Yes. So we're going to get to see it proven right or wrong. It's not going to be a 10-year job. It's probably going to be like a three, four, five-year job. But I would I would love if we could tap into an alternate universe and run these last two years back and then going into 2024. What would all of this look like with Jim Harbaugh? I think the problem is what to, to get back to his his issues with his GM eventually and superiors is it would burn the place down before he could win a Super Bowl, which is all I want. I mean, O'Connell won 13 games. Now we can debate it. You know, it's a, a fluke or what. But the issue is, I I think the clock is ticking on him in a National Football League job on like four years. And so the question is, could he have won a Super Bowl within that time? And well, who would have he, been his? But he got he got to the Super Bowl his second year in San Francisco. Yeah, I know, but he didn't win it. I'm saying, okay. could he have won it here? Could he have won a, a Super Bowl here? But the other problem is Cousins, too, because then w- would you have kept Kirk? Because I don't know that Kirk and Harbaugh would, would have worked. Like a college kid with Jim is good because Jim can do whatever he wants, and the college kid ain't, ain't going to object. We're, we're dealing with a very certain environment of grown men here, though. And guys like Boone, I, I think the linemen probably love this cat because he's out You know, he's out there, He's but – when it gets to a guy like Kirk, is that his quarterback then, or does he have, have to go get a quarterback who he can develop? There's just so many questions, but I don't think the Vikings were at a place in in their uh, progression of things with Zimmer having been coach, where they were in the right state as an organization to go with a guy like Jim. Harbaugh would be the guy to me to replace an O'Connell type of guy if O'Connell can't win, because then it's the enthusiasm, but it's also sort of the harshness where O'Connell came in and and clearly was told from day one, we need you to not be like Zimmer was. We need you to set this culture and this but, almost comfortable area for the players because they've been on pins and needles now for the last two years. But but Harbaugh and Zimmer aren't – this is the thing that Boone cleared up two years ago because I think we were kind of like, well, Zimmer was this hard-ass sort of – old school guy and Jim's going to come in here and be this hard ass old school guy. 
And as as Boone told us two years ago, we've now we've sort of seen it manifest at Michigan. That is not Zimmer alienated players by being an asshole. Let's just say it. Let's just say what it is. Right. Jim is the opposite. Jim puts his arm around. I mean, Jim is tough and Jim will get on guys and he will poke guys. But right. Jim, Jim builds an us against the world culture. Zimmer almost built like a my defense. Everything else can go bleep itself. But culture. the issue is you can't you can't have your superiors like I, I get that. And it's great that the players and it, I should say this. My guess is a certain faction of players love him. My guess is that the boons of the world lo- lo- love him. I'd be curious if it's an entire locker room thing, but that's not my point. My point is you can't have half the building on fire. And Harbaugh would have, and he showed that he basically gets in there and it's my way or the highway, as you said, with his superiors. And that's where I think it would have created, because that's what Zimmer did too. So, so where I'm comparing them is not necessarily with the players, but that whole culture thing that the, that O'Connell talks about is a building wide thing. It's not just a locker room thing. And I don't think the Vikings had the, necessary mindset to necessarily succeed in the building with Jim. Now, if it was just the players, that might be fine, but it wasn't. And Mike, you know, go back. Mike alienated a lot of the people above him. And I think that Harbaugh wasn't exactly going to be the guy to to come in and stop that from happening. All of that being said, I will continue to say it would have been great fun to watch. So I'm not, I am not well, saying for one second, I wouldn't have liked to watch it. But Mike, okay, you know, it would be fun. I think like there's the, it would be fun versus the, I think the main question is, would they be winning more? Would they be on more of a winning track as opposed to like, would it be more fun? And, and yeah. Mike Zimmer stopped winning and that's part of it. Like, okay, they went to an NFC championship game and then they wound up going down the Kirk Cousins path and then the defense erodes. And they are missing the playoffs. And Mike, Mike could pin it on Kirk Cousins a hundred times and say, "Well, that wasn't my quarterback." But at the end of the day, like however it played out, you can't be a jerk and you can't alienate people and lose. And Jim Harbaugh, to this point, dude, I mean, he's been coaching college in the NFL for what a decade and a half, going back to Stanford. He took that Stanford job in 2007. If you want to count San Diego, 2004, so almost to so 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's 177 and 44. His worst season after Stanford is an eight and eight run uh, that last year in San Francisco. So, like, I'll take a guy that's that's rubbing people the wrong way if he's producing results on the field, and that's where Jim has stayed ahead of the the wave, and, and Mike Zimmer fell behind it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Kwesi was the one, too, that obviously like spearheaded this, too, right? Because they had the relationship yeah. in San Francisco, and that one, honestly, the, the Vikings had a, you know interviewed a good amount of candidates, and then the Harbaugh one came through, like, holy, Jim Harbaugh? And I think it took all of us by surprise, like, that that could be a thing. And clearly, what, he was here for, like, eight hours that one day, or uh, reportedly was here for, like, eight hours and did a whole vetting process. And I'm sure Kwesi probably, if you pumped him a truth serum, probably would say that that was his number one choice. And was it the Wilfs who stepped in 
to kind of Judd's point and said, look, he can win. That's clear. But is he the right guy for this building after we kind of want to reset things with Spielman and Zimmer, who kind of got a little murky at the end there? And I think that was probably the deciding factor of the Vikings owners coming in and basically saying, hey, this can't be the guy. I get what you guys are saying. You're saying they needed someone nicer. They needed someone that wasn't going to ruffle feathers because Mike Zimmer spent the last three or four years pissing everybody off behind the scenes. My final question to you guys on this is, did the Vikings choose a calmer, nicer, more kumbaya, behind-the-scenes environment over winning? That's, the, that's to me, that's kind of do the you, crux of it. Do you think Harbaugh, let's say the roster is the exact same, Phil, and Cousins go, goes out. Do you think that Harbaugh has this team in the playoffs and ha- and having a successful year? This That's, season, I, you're saying? Yeah. Because, I mean, he won, you, you know, o- O'Connell fluke or not, won 13 games. So I guess the question is, do you think that Harbaugh could have o- overcome all of this and won and had this team in 2023 going into 24 now in the playoffs? I mean, it's basically, do I think Harbaugh squeezes one more victory out of this season than o'connell right because that's kind of the, if if they had one more win here they'd be essentially playing for the playoffs mm-hmm. would they have beat the packers last week is kind of the question or any other win right um i do i do think he i don't think he'd have them at 11 wins or anything like that but do i right. do i think do i think the just the totality of jim harbaugh's winning cultures do i think that the Vikings would have at least one more win this season than Kevin O'Connell. Yes. And I'm not saying like fire Kevin O'Connell. I'm not, it, it sounds like I'm dumping on Kevin O'Connell. He's a really good coach. I think some of the criticisms make some sense. I think some of them are unfair, but we're talking about a guy that in the NFL, Jim Harbaugh was 13 and three, 11 and four Super Bowl, 12 and four conference championship game. And then things got weird between him front office and ownership. And the next season was sort of the end Michigan. He's literally out coaching and out scheming Nick Saban in the national semifinal. So I just think it's a valid question to ask. Did the Vikings choose kumbaya culture behind the scenes? Cause they were gun shy after Mike Zimmer. Did, did someone step up and say, you know what? Yeah, we just, it's too risky and potentially too volatile. And we'd rather have calm seas in the front office behind the scenes at TCO performance center. And if it, if it means that we're going to sacrifice some winning, then at least we can all uh, say hi to each other in the hallways without, you know, hanging our head. If O'Connell wasn't, if I had questions or if, if I thought that, that he was flat out a bad hire, I would regret this big time, but I don't yet. And I understand what they were doing. And I've seen enough from o- O'Connell that I think, and he's been a little bit stubborn, so I have some concerns now. But I think if he matures and develops as a coach, I like what I've seen enough that I do think that for what this franchise was in need of. And look, I'm there. The weird thing too is their mandate clearly was come in, cultivate, and get along with Kirk. And I have, and if they, if that was the mandate for Jim. I don't know. I, I don't know you, with Kirk, man. I actually think he would have. I think he would have chosen. I mean, I don't, I don't remember what we said two years ago, but kind of looking back now with some perspective, and the fact that the, it sounds like he really wants, if he goes back to the NFL, he really, he'd love the stability of like a Justin Herbert. So you you know that you're getting a guy that can complete passes, and he's, he's you're not going to have to teach him how to play quarterback. I think going back to the NFL, you probably want that stability. So 
The other thing, too, is we forget Alex Smith was the quarterback when Jim Harbaugh got to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he turned Alex Smith from being a bust who was about to be a career backup to, boom, like sparking that team to a 13-win record NFC Championship game, and Alex Smith was the best he's ever been under Jim Harbaugh until he got hurt, and then Colin Kaepernick stepped in. So if we're talking about elevating quarterbacks, I mean, he developed Andrew Luck in college, too, before he was drafted by the Colts. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying with Kirk's personality type, I, I would have been very curious to see th- those two. It, it's not his skill set. His skill set's great. We've all seen that. I'm saying with the way with what Kirk sort of needs from a personality and, and a coach and Harbaugh might have been great. I don't know. I'm just saying um, I do think that 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 again, because here's the thing. We can't get past the point that everything that had transpired at that time had to revolve around okay, we're replacing Mike, and Mike was prickly, and Mike was this, this, and this. So, and we we have seen this in almost every hire in this league. You go the polar opposite. And and Booney can preach for Harbaugh, and I believe him, but you know the feeling in a building is we're going from a prickly coach, and this guy in some way, shape, or form strikes us as prickly. And the one thing about this entire league is, they always go, you go from Childress to Frazier, right? You you go from Tice, okay. who's seen as easy, to Childress. So it's safe. So this franchise well, loves Yeah, but you talk about it like O'Connell. It safe. Yeah, but you talk about O'Connell like uh, to, to your point, we don't know yet. I, I mean, he won 13 games. This yeah. year's a disappointment, but there are circumstances. So like like if, if this was Hackett, I would be on your side completely. Mm-hmm. But he's not, and and I think he's done some good things, and so I'm not. I understand. So playing it safe in retrospect, like like less was right. You went from Childress to Frazier steps in, really calm things down. To his credit, calm things down, and the team's like, "That's our guy." He's calm things, things down, down behind the scenes. Yes, behind the but scenes. But they were crappy, well, and the, the locker room was a mess as well at the time. But the point is, less less was probably not prepared to be a head coach at that point in time, yeah. and so yes. They chose safe. I don't know that I would say the same about O'Connell. And I have certainly ripped him or at least criticized him. So I'm not saying he's great, but I don't feel like they made a massive mistake. And I think to say that I had real regrets would have been that I think they made a big mistake. And I can't go there. Not not yet, at least. I would say two things. Number one, with the whole Alex Smith thing, like Alex Smith was a comfortable, decent quarterback that Harbaugh propped up. But the moment he got hurt and Kaepernick played well, he did not go back to it. He did not go back to the safe route that was Alex Smith. That takes cojones. That takes a lot of guts to do it. And also, Boone can talk about Boone talked about that of how could, how could you pull Kaepernick with as good as he was playing, even with how good and how much they loved Alex Smith. Smith. And yeah. two things. Does uh, the KOC, other thing would does be, KOC <clears throat> have the cojones to do the same thing? And if this season plays out like that, where Kirk, this is different, Kirk gets like season-ending injury, where Alex Smith, I believe, just got a concussion, got his bell rung, right, and then was in concussion protocol, Kaepernick pops off. But two things, I don't think if Jim Harbaugh is coaching this team, two things, I don't think they lose that Bears game at home, which in my opinion is the worst loss of the season. Like the, the fact they lost that Chicago Bears team at home, that is, for me, the number one bullet point, turning point loss of the season. And then two, the whole tush push fiasco in Cincinnati, no chance Jim Harbaugh lets that take place. No <laughs> chance. 
So like the, wow. if, if we want to play revisionist like, history, sounds like Declan's come around in the in the <clears throat> twenty minutes of this episode. Yeah, are you like going Declan's to the Jim Harbaugh side, Dex? <laughs> I would just say if Harbaugh is leading those teams, those two outcomes are completely different. And if it, if it flips and if, if Phil's asking the question, are are the Vikings in the playoffs in twenty twenty four with the same circumstance with Harbaugh? Yes, because those two those two situations do not happen under a Jim Harbaugh team. Just just you know just. Little interesting conversation among Vikings How about me? I'm the here. defender of Kevin O'Connell, and, I've I, been and I like his Kevin. Play He's a friend of the show. He's yeah, a friend I like of the Kevin. show. I'm not maybe not anymore. Uh, after I, this I don't know about you now, Dax. You you flipped on him. I'm not sure you like him anymore. <laughs> oh man! So uh, let us know what you think in the YouTube comment section. Do you think, in retrospect, two years later, you know the Vikings certainly haven't been a, a train wreck in the two years of Kevin O'Connell. They've been competitive. They they exclusively play close games. They've played like. Is it 25 one-score games in the two years of Kevin O'Connell, which is bonkers? It's ridiculous, yes. If you could, I think maybe the question for the, and I'll, I'll put this out on Twitter too this afternoon, is if you could right now snap your fingers and choose one guy for the next three to four years to run this Vikings team as currently constructed and whatever changes they would make in the offseason, would you choose Kevin O'Connell or Jim Harbaugh? Do I get the sign-stealing scheme? You get whatever gray area NFL coaches get away with. That's what you get. I mean, if I if I do, you get don't the get Bears Connor Stallions. Si- Connor Stallions stays in college. If I know the Bears signs, yeah, maybe. I don't even know if you need the Bears signs. Yeah, just, you didn't just need go. the Bears sign. You, that was a that was a gun on the foot shooting yourself in the foot game. Yeah, okay, if I'm the, the Bengals signs, then I'm, I'm just trying to steal signs so I can try and win games. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think in the NFL they just have they have better better curtains to to sort of put up yeah, over don't your. Don't tell Belichick chin, that. So. Um, hey, tell the audience before we get to a really interesting. It's kind of a mock draft, but I'll explain it in a second here. Our friends at Quick Trip powering us throughout the 2023-24 NFL season. That is absolutely correct. In fact, you know what? I've got a prop today. I brought a prop to, to this Quick Trip read, and it's the wow. quick it's the Quick Trip uh, gas truck. Do you know why? Be careful. Because, is there actual gas in there? Don't let them in. I'm not going to tell you right now, but let's just say this is like, look at that. Look at that. I'm holding on tight. Quick Trip uh, backs every drop of gasoline with what they call their quality gas guarantee. Get to your destination without worrying about what's in your tank. That's obviously key this time of year as it starts to get cold. Um, as the as the uh, snow and ice are on the ground, There's what you want is you want quality gasoline in your car to make sure that it's just another way Quick Trip provides great customer service. Again, Quick Trip backing every drop of gasoline with their quality gasoline guarantee. Take advantage, and when you see this truck, you know you are getting quality gasoline. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, you get quality insurance if you're a business owner and you partner with Federated. Federated especially would love to chat with you and help you if you are a next-generation business owner, business leader. Maybe you're taking over a company from your family, from your parents, whatever it may be. Federated's been around for over 100 years, 1904 to be precise. They're based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They are one of us, so to speak, and you can find a full list of industries they specialize in. Uh, it's all about risk management, protection, and uh, and helping you grow by protecting from risks on the horizon. Federatedinsurance.com, or it's our business to protect yours. And away we go. I want to mock. Mock! Okay. I want to. So we've been keeping track of all the mock drafts we do on Purple Daily and our other podcasts, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, Scoop Sessions with Dukes. 
Uh, we have done one, two, three, four, five, six. Looks like 13 mock drafts so far since November. A lot of just a lot of different trends kind of floating over these last eight weeks. I would say equal parts quarterbacks, lately edge rushers, a couple Dallas Turner, Alabama, the edge rusher from Alabama, a couple of those the other day, uh, the edge rusher from UCLA. It's a little run on edge rushers. I bring to you not an official mock draft, but it's pro football focuses. It, they laid out the ideal draft prospect in the first round for all 32 teams based on draft slot. So like okay. if you're drafting late first round, then Marvin Harrison Jr., you don't really have access to him. Mm-hmm. So so they kind of, the Vikings are drafting 12th. Who might be available in that range and who would be the perfect prospect for each team? The Minnesota Vikings, according to Pro Football Focus, in a perfect world at 12, would select out of the University of Oregon, Bo Nix, quarterback. Completion percentage record for a full season. Uh, the Vikings have been on the quarterback carousel since Kirk Cousins went down for the season. Cousins is set to become a free agent this offseason. So if he's not brought back, a young quarterback becomes paramount to the Vikings. To me, Knicks would be perfect with his tools, dual threat ability, and experience to work with Kevin O'Connell. Interesting. I would, um, is, is Penix uh, gone by then? It's not a mock. So it's, it's, uh, it's the, per- it's the perfect prospect based on your draft range. Right. Um, and I'm I trying to see who they, who they curious have. What, what quarterbacks were gone besides the, besides the two usual suspects. Uh, I mean, they have Bonix also for the Broncos, so okay. it's it's not okay. like one for one. Bonix just... surprises me a little bit, though. I I don't know if um, from doing due diligence on this QB class, which sounds to be pretty damn deep, at, at least for the first potentially two rounds. Um, I have not seen Bonix tied it to the Vikings much, and uh, yes, he's got talent. But I think there's question marks, and he had a good year in college, a really good good year but i think that there's some questions about uh before he got to oregon as well so gotta admit i'm not surprised they put a quarterback as an ideal fit for the vikings yeah a little bit surprised bone nicks what do yeah. uh because the guys on <clears throat> purple daily on draft are, are both miles and tyler critical of bone nicks is it like an anti bone show that you guys are running or like what's the tyler can't there? stand him right yeah forno's not a fan um forno's not a fan he's a his his I believe gripes on Bo Nix mostly he's a he's a check down Charlie too so that the complete percentage is very ballooned there uh, because of that average depth of throw isn't great um, I would say if they drafted Bo Nix I would re-sign Kirk Cousins you can't start Bo Nix week one from what I have gathered from Forno and Miles so if you draft Bo Nix you have to re-sign Kirk Cousins mm. I, I don't think you can throw Bo Nix into the fire right away. And th- look, that might be the case too with a lot of these different quarterbacks like Michael Penix, et cetera. But with Bo Nix, yeah, I, you cannot start him week one from what I've gathered from those two. That, yeah, that's, I, I would guess, so just total guess, when we do our, our draft party first round Thursday, April, whatever, I'm going to guess Bo Nix falls. I'm, I'm going to guess Bo Nix is going to be a guy that falls. Um, yeah, it feels right now. I mean, we also just watched the national semifinal and Michael Penix, but there are going to be some other 
like forks in the road where you get to the combine and then pro right. days and all sorts of other like scouting information is going to come out. So right now it feels like Penix's stock is a lot higher than Bo Nix's, but we've seen that change between, you know, mid January to early March to when the draft is. So, yeah. Um, I also think that if they were going to take Bo Nix in like, let, let's say they're, they're drafting 12th. Okay. I also think that if their projection was Bo Nix and to Declan's point, then you bring Kirk back probably for sure. Then I'm guessing that they're going to take defense. That edge, the edge rusher thing is glaring. Like we have to see if Daniil Hunter does not come back, who is going to, and and there you're going from a guy who is what top five at worst top 10, but one of the better edge rushers in the entire league. If that person is gone and, and, you know, it sounds like the Wanham recovery is going to be extensive and Phil, to your point from, yesterday as well it's not like dj was this oh my god he's going to replace hunter um i think there's a very if if daniel walks i think there's a very interesting question there because that's a position and there's about what four of these that don't that don't grow on trees like you can't just just say well i'm gonna go get an edge in the third round right so i think if you're gonna they've done very well actually with hunter and everson griffin was like a fourth round pick like fourth round robinson was a fifth round pick Right, but that is is also like good scouting. That's great, but I'm talking about a plug and play guy day one of next year. Uh, so th- this is going to be a very interesting game that they're going to play. I don't think a Bo Nix would, in their mind, supersede the need for for like to replace Daniil. And by then, that the nice thing is, by the time the draft comes, the Kirk thing is cleared up. Like you're going to know, mm-hmm. Kirk's either back or not back. But that's then done. Daniil is done, and now there's clarity. Um, but, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised that that is who they – not that they handed yeah. the Vikings quarterback, but they, but that it was Bo Nix. The, uh, the edge rusher thing, even with – like, let's say Daniil Hunter does come back. Yep. He's a year older, so he's yeah, – That's a good point. With 30. So he's, he's definitely on the wrong side of the age curve in terms of elite edge rusher play. He's not going to get better going forward. DJ yep. Wanham is injured and a free agent. They don't have – Marcus Davenport probably not bringing that guy back, right? Patrick Jones is not has he's a backup. Yeah, they don't have another guy. So even if Daniel Hunter comes back, they have to find another edge rusher somewhere, either free agency or. And what about cornerbacks too? At cornerback, I mean, Booth looks like he's a a bust. It's two years now. They're definitely not just like get Kirk Cousins back healthy and run it back away from beating the Ravens in a Super Bowl or whatever, right? Uh, and, by the way, I ran this yep. poll here. Kevin O'Connell leading 63% to 37% over Jim Harbaugh in the who would you rather have as your head coach Typical Mac, for the next the four years. Typical I'm just Mac. posing questions. Typical Mac. Yeah, you know you're going to get crap on Twitter. I love it. Well, no, I mean, yeah, I, I am a KOC on. stan. However, I feel like it's our show's responsibility to to probe all angles, to ask oh, all boy. questions. and. I- this I don't think it's going to get lit up in the comments. Isn't I it? don't disagree, but you're going to get torched. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am not saying that you should be. I'm saying you're going to be. So ridiculous. Uh, hey, before we uh, go here, we will hit you guys with some write that down predictions today. Also in a second episode, our friends at zero res are looking to clean your house thoroughly with a smile and a 4.9 rating out of five on Google with 17,000 reviews. Here they are ready to help deep clean your home to start the new year fresh. 
So zeroresminnesota.com. And you can uh, you can ask for the uh, Score North special. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119. 9520res or zeroresminnesota.com to get that deep clean special, $119 for three rooms. Also, 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts cleaned as well. Spell it forwards or backwards, it spells the same. Zero res. Mm. Very nice. It, clean air ducts. One of the most underrated things, oh. in my opinion, in a house. Because you don't I've really been, think about them. <laughs> granted, I, I've been battling off this sickness, and I'm mostly better. But it, there's nothing in the middle of the night waking up, just, I, I, I can't breathe. Because <laughs> the air ducts are so clogged with air. <laughs> no, it's it's ass. Ass. It's Go give me some water. Furnace filter, baby. Get that replaced right away, huh? It's, it's uh, ZeroResMinnesota.com. Thank you guys for uh, for hanging out with us here. We'll see you guys for a second episode later today.